This is Toronto, and on September 17th, don't be surprised if you see a number of kites in the sky. Those kites are likely part of Windfest, Toronto's waterfront kite festival. It's taking place on Woodbine Beach at Ashbridge's Bay. Dave Meslin is the organizer of Windfest, and he joins me now to talk about this year's edition. Dave, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Now, if someone tells you to go fly a kite, I, I guess you won't be offended by that. I would be thrilled, and I would invite them to come with me. <laughs> what, what is it about kite flying that makes it such a fun activity? Well, I mean, everyone loves kites. It's surprising how few people actually do it. Uh, for some reason, you know, we romanticize kite flying. You know, Mary Poppins has that great scene, let's go fly a kite. But for some reason, we think it's just for kids. And a few years ago, in my in my early 30s, I started wondering, you know, I bet kite flying is is fun for people of all ages. I wonder if there's a kite flying community in Toronto. And I looked into it, and there was. There's this whole group of people who fly, like adults, flying the most amazing elaborate kites. And I, I'm totally hooked now. I'm completely addicted. There's something very beautiful about how kites lie at the, at the intersection of, of art, you know, nature, um, being outdoors, being social, uh, science, right, environment, all these things come together when you fly a kite. So I find it extremely meditative. Uh, flying a two-string kite when you're actually interacting with the wind uh, is one of the easiest ways to, you know, get close to the sensation of, of flight. Now, for those who have never been to Windfest, what can they expect to see? Kite festivals actually happen all across Ontario, which people just don't know about. If you go to any of them, and Windfest is the one you should go to because it's the best one and it's the biggest and it's... Uh, it's local. Um, you'll see a lot of things. We try and find room for for everyone. So if if you're, you know, if you're bringing a four or five year old kid, they can make a kite. We'll have you know kite making workshops for young children. But you'll also find grown ups there flying kites worth tens of thousands of dollars. Um, the different categories are include uh, inflatables. Inflatable kites are these massive kites that don't have any sticks or spars. They're just filled up with air, kind of like a balloon, and they are sewn into very elaborate shapes of different animals or even humans who are like swimming or diving. And then you've got stunt kites, two-line kites, four-line kites, and then you have teams of stunt kites. We're actually bringing in a group called the Windjammers, and they do choreographed stunts. They'll have six people, each flying a stack of about 10 four-string kites. So you're talking about 40 kites and over 100 strings all happening at the same time. It's, um, it's amazing. And they, they, they do it live to music. So it's choreographed kite stunts to music. So we have the pros. We have the expensive kites. We have stuff for kids. We're selling kites so people who just want to buy a $20 kite, a $15 kite. But the other thing we're having there is also we're trying to tie it to the issue of green energy. Now, what a beautiful metaphor for renewable energy, uh, the idea of having hundreds of kites up in the air with no batteries required. Yes. You... No gasoline, like nothing. They're just, they just fly. No input because the wind is always there. Well, that's the wind power, and, and you're certainly celebrating that. Uh, you mentioned that several times on the website. Uh, what are the benefits of wind power? Wind power is something that is renewable, it's there, it's waiting to be used, and we have the technology to use it in ways that are safe and quiet, despite 
a lot of fear-mongering you might hear that wind turbines will kill you and your family if and deafen you along the way and create all these problems through their vibrations and this and that. A lot of fear-mongering. We could never run everything off wind. I mean, let's be honest here. It's not always windy, right? And we don't want to have like 10 billion turbines everywhere. But there is no doubt that if we're going to shift away from fossil fuels towards renewables, that wind is part of that energy portfolio. It requires a lot of upfront investment. And if we spend the money now, we could become a leader in the green economy where we're actually exporting turbines uh, to other countries. So there's a lot of incentives for us to really jump on this and do it. The real technological breakthrough for wind would be when we figure out how to store power better. Because the problem right now is that when you have too much wind, we don't know what to do with the energy. And when the wind is low, we wouldn't have enough. We don't really have the capacity right now to, to store vast amounts of electricity. And as soon as we do, that changes everything. Because also, people don't use a lot of electricity at night. What if you've got a windy night? It's just wasted power. Where you know you could sell it to the, I don't know where you'd sell it to, because all of North America is pretty quiet at night. So once we figure out storage capacity for uh, for AC on, on on a large scale, wind will become much more viable. But it would be too late then to start building the turbines. We got to we got to build these farms now. On the on a massive scale, like we're doing in in in. Uh, Orangeville and other places, but also micro wind. You could have small, like vertical turbines on apartment buildings, on 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 top of houses. Why not tap this source that is there almost all the time? And there really is wind almost all the time. I mean, people have kite festivals all over the world, and I I, don't, I haven't heard of very many being canceled because there was no wind. <laughs> and all this inspiration from kite flying. Absolutely. I mean. What I try and do with my work is find an important political issue and advocate for it in a way that's actually fun, because I don't know if people, the average person, is really interested in going to a rally or a protest or whatever. So instead of organizing a rally for wind, uh, we're having a kite festival. It's fun. It's good for families. It's, it's, uh, it's a relaxing thing to do, and it also makes a really strong statement about how we could have a more sustainable uh, energy sector in Ontario. You know, I've got this image in my head, mainly because the provincial election was just recently called, but it's this image of, of Dalton McGinty and Tim Hudak and, and Andrea Horbath all flying kites. That would be amazing. I don't know <laughs> if they're showing up, but we have confirmed the candidates for all four parties in the riding will be there. We have confirmed that the local councillor will be there, uh, the local MP will be there. So it's a great way for politicians and candidates to show their support for wind in a fun way. Um, now, rain or shine, is it still going to go? Yep. Last year, sadly, we had some rain. Uh, it's pretty hard to fly kites in the rain. Um, if they get damp, they, they kind of fall down pretty quickly. So we're hoping for good weather this time. We've got a five-hour window, so if it rains for part of it, hopefully not for all of it. We've also got the night fly, where we have uh, glowing kites or LEDs up on kites in the evening. Uh, if it's pouring rain, we'll be there, but there probably won't be as many kites. But we have a, we've, we've got a pretty good hunt, so we're going to have... Uh, they have amazing weather. And is there any admission fee? It's absolutely free. We are selling kites, but you can the kite making workshop for kids is free. The event is free. You can bring your own kites. You can you can just show up to watch. I didn't have own any kites two years ago, and now I've got like fifteen of them. I'm totally hooked. But for a few months, I just went to these events and just watched. It's just absolutely fascinating. Well, I'm sure a few other people will probably get hooked on Saturday, September 17th. 
If people would like more information on WindFest, where can they go? They can go to three places. They can go to our website, windfest.to. They can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Toronto Windfest. And we're also on Facebook, Toronto Windfest. Well, Dave, thanks so much for taking the time out and enjoy WindFest. Thank you. Hope to see you there. Dave Meslin is the organizer of WindFest, Toronto's waterfront kite festival. WindFest will take place on September 17th from noon to 5 p.m. at Woodbine Beach at Ashbridges Bay. They'll also have an 8 o'clock show. For more information, please visit windfest.to. That's W-I-N-D-F-E-S-T dot T-O. That's all for this episode of This is Toronto. Questions and comments can be sent by email. The address is thisistorontopodcast at yahoo.ca. You can also post a comment on the website, thisistorontopodcast.blogspot.com. And don't forget about This is Toronto's Facebook fan page. I'm Eric Rosenheck. Thanks for listening.